Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Game and Compute. On this channel, we talk a lot about finances, side hustles, your money situations. Um, I wanted to jump into a topic um, related to kind of my own personal life, what I've been kind of dealing with lately, as well as some friends of mine, you know. A lot of us are kind of in the process of um, transitioning out of our current jobs um, into, if not a second career path, maybe a third career path. I have some friends that were in the military before and jumped into another type of work, and now we're jumping into other types of work. Um, Most of my friends pretty much went to grad school, myself included. Um, and, you know, we got degrees based on the field that we wanted to work in, and a lot of the people I know are in clinical, in psych, or through social work, they're doing clinical work, or some form of, like, case management, and things like this. Um, a lot of people I know got licensed during this year, 2022, and went from getting paid nearly maybe 20-ish something an hour or even a little less, like $18, $19 an hour. Thank you, Southern California, for paying your county mental health workers so well. I mean, in this economy, you cannot really survive off of that if you have, like, student loans and bills and stuff. And that's, like, before taxes, like 18 19 20 21 or so dollars before taxes in California. That's just not going to work. Um, unless you have a bunch of roommates or you have a spouse or a partner or have, live with family or something, you can't even really afford your own spot. So that already becomes a stressor because a lot of us don't really want to be sharing with with people. It's just a hassle a lot of the times. You know, we deal with people all day and then A lot of the times it can be hard with the boundaries with housemates, roommates, you know, who want to, you know, use the fact that you have good social skills and a caring, compassionate personality and they kind of want to unload on you a lot and then they get a little upset when you don't want to talk to them and it's like, dude, like this is, that's not what this is. I just like live here, you know, but it can be a little overwhelming and kind of hard to kind of navigate those kind of boundaries. Um... Or just people in general having, like, so much of, like, stigma and hatred towards the mental health field anyways. Like, there's a little bit of a pocket of people who um, just don't understand it. So it can be a little challenging to live with people, even if they're good roommates. I mean, I've had some good roommates, but then some of their family members that I had to deal with or, like, other... I'm not even going to get into all the roommates, you guys. I, I feel like I've vented on here about all the roommates drama trauma you know that could possibly be experienced like I've probably experienced everything short of somebody like physically like aggressively like approaching me you know like all the verbal weird stuff that could possibly be happening you know I've experienced that and none of it was warranted it was just people just popping off you know just not able to manage themselves and it's like I just I'm just sick of that kind of thing like it's like 
you know, we deal with hard enough situations all day anyways. But for me, it's kind of coming towards, you know, a conclusion that I'm not too interested in sticking around in the mental health field, um, especially on the clinical end. I mean, I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm passionate about a lot of the help that we give people, um, a lot of the support, knowing about the resources, but, you know, there's a part of it that's just, like, so draining. I mean, I've been doing this for, like, this is, like, year six, six, um, I think in December it's gonna be seven years. I have to do the actual math. I've honestly lost track. I don't really even, like, keep up, um, track of like what I'm actually doing um like how many years and stuff and then um uh let's see there's also you know that um you know if you're not licensed it doesn't pay too well um and then depending on the site there's not a lot of like room for like upward mobility as far as like your job options and getting paid more like the sites I've worked at they they're literally contracted like your your position is contracted for so for example the previous site I worked at I was making $18 an hour if I wanted to make more that wasn't possible like there were times when we made more because we were so over you know whelmed with paperwork and work we couldn't keep up with that they did a lot of overtime at one point in time where we were doing like a lot of hours of overtime during the week and on weekends um and then that got stricter because of the budgets and stuff and so then they started like I mean they would always approve it and stuff before but like then they started kind of saying, okay, like, instead of taking the overtime, like, see what you can do during the work week where, you know, it got to a point where we were, like, canceling client sessions. They would they would prefer us to cancel our, our therapy groups or certain client sessions um, to catch up on paperwork. So it's, like, it almost became, like, overly stressful to be behind because then you feel like you're, like, disappointing your your clients and it's one thing when it's like on an occasion but it did get to a point where the client started kind of speaking up to management about it and it became a problem where it's like you know people noticed that they had to say that they were in crisis just so they would get seen or that they've got like some severity of situation happening just so they could make sure that their appointment wasn't going to get canceled so the staff could finish paperwork um, because they weren't wanting us to do overtime because it was costing the companies more money um, and having a job where your position's budgeted for, that's cool if you're getting, like, a new contract every year, every two years, but I was there, like, maybe five years with no contract change, and there were people that were there before me, there were people who were there after me, the contract has not changed up until July of this year, 2022, it barely changed, um, during last month, and so, if you think about that, making $18 an hour, you know, not even considering inflation. And I was, cause I was there so long, I was making less money than everyone else. Cause some people were making like $19, $19.50. Um, I remember somebody mentioning, you know, um, 
like it would be nice if leads were getting paid at least twenty dollars and I was like dude like that's that's nuts to me that like you can be a lead and not even being paid twenty dollars an hour and then when you would want to raise like if you were on point with everything and then like they had to do a whole process of it you it was like basically you had to beg and beg and beg you would you wouldn't even get like fifty cents more. I don't know anybody who got an extra fifty cents. So, um, you know, that was always a struggle. Basically the way to get better pay would be just wait till a different site gets a new contract um within the company and then switch to that site because the work is the work pays more. But, you know, every environment's different. It's usually pretty fast paced anyways usually a lot of severity if you think about if you know what it's not it's not the high level of like a crisis center or a hospital but it's like right underneath that level so we had people that were pretty much in need of routine services because if they didn't get those services they were at risk of having relapse of symptoms or maybe if people weren't checking in on the meds very regularly like they had pervasive mental illness in a way that like it was very very likely that a lot of these people were going to be long-term or lifelong on medications uh, or needing medications um and you know to be able to function a lot of people were on disability had been on disability had been in the mental health care system uh, getting services for years since maybe their teen years and a lot of them may have been in their 40s 50s um, and so that was very common. The population we were serving there had severe, very severe issues. And a lot of the times the way they would qualify to get services is because they had had a recent hospitalization or crisis house stay. Um, and they required that level of care. So it was almost like a walk-in outpatient crisis center where there were people enrolled and then people could walk in to get assigned um, to therapy and, and like connect to the services and everything and some people needed um, case management where they'd have to have a staff come out to them because either they didn't have the transportation or like you know there were there were severity of symptoms to a point where they needed someone to be like hands-on like going to you know different buildings with them driving them to the buildings to fill out paperwork for housing and following up with all these different providers and whatnot and it's just really easy to get compassion fatigue from those types of job sites and I think the work is very beneficial. I love working with the populations I've worked with, the ones I currently work with. Um, I find a lot of value in the work. It's just, you know, once the Rona kind of started coming coming through full force, you know, the our, our jobs kind of changed a lot and a lot of it became just like there's no services. Like there was a point where there were literally no services for therapy um, that were, like, immediate, you know. And there was a point during, you know, some of the hardest times in, in during the Rona where we weren't even able to connect people to um, to what they needed because it didn't really exist, you know. Um, certain things like... Uh, 
Um, I remember like hospitals and, and crisis centers, for example, because they're inpatient, a lot of times we couldn't get people in when they would call in a crisis and they needed that support right away, right that day. Any other time in the past, we would have been able to just, you know, talk to the staff, at least get like a, a general idea of when they could get in. But they were requiring people to have a negative COVID result test uh for them to be able to qualify to get in. So if someone's in a crisis today, um, having suicidal thoughts today, you know, they'd have to wait maybe, I think at that time it was like two or three days because they didn't have those like rapid home tests yet. And so, you know, you'd have to go to a doctor and get there and wait in the line and get the test. And then that was at the time when the doctors were still taking a couple days to send you back the results. And so, you know, I I was like, I've never seen anything like this where you can't even get into a hospital the same day. Now, that that period of time didn't last very, very long, but it did last like it did exist. And I was like, how is this even like possible and I understand it too, like, you know, of course, you know, at that point, you know, not everybody was vaccinated, not everybody, ha- I think they, I think there were um, requirements at some point, or maybe there was a conversation surrounding, like, people needed to be vaccinated to be able to qualify to get in. I don't remember fully clearly if that was like a necessity, um, but they really were pushing the vaccines and pushing that, you know, you have to show your COVID results and all these kind of things. And then people needing work had the same issue that they had to be vaccinated to work. So we had clients that were maybe homeless or at risk of homelessness and needing work right away, but they had to prioritize getting these tests. And if you think about people who don't really have the money for transportation and they're trying to run all over town getting these COVID tests and like wasting their time and energy to like get vaccinated like it wasn't like it was easy just to get a vaccine um just stuff like that where it's like you know and then you know we had a period of time too where a lot of people were using those uh covid money programs to pay their rent and then those went away i think um up until march of 2022 i believe they were available so we had a whole like March, April, May, June, and then finally in July, a program rolled out that if you were two months late for rent, you could qualify um, to use that service. And that service was telling me that, you know, there's literally two people working for that site. It was in North County in San Diego, like Oceanside or somewhere, somewhere that wasn't even like easy to get to if you don't have a car. Um, and it was like a process where you have to call them, make an appointment, but they didn't always pick up the phone. And then you'd have to make an appointment to get the paperwork and then take the paperwork to your landlord. And your landlord had to sign these agreements and stuff and show how much money was due. And then the paperwork would go back to the staff. I don't know anyone who's, who's completed that process, but I know people who needed the service, but because they were behind on the rent, unfortunately, and it's like they couldn't pay their rent and then there was no money for people to pay their rent and it was just like uh and so a lot of insurance companies are having to get these um enhanced you know referrals you know that are now rolling out but you know it's taken a year or 
maybe almost two years at this point for there to be programs that people can use that actually are helpful and I think it's just it 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 really has burned me out to not have you know the ability to really be able to adequately help people like I've never had a time period like this where it's like we're so limited on everything we can do and the need is so great of the people who need so much services and we can't even really do anything until there's a program that exists for us to connect them to and then like every time we need to connect somebody to a service it's like jumping through hoops like like I said that program that helps you pay for your rent it took them like a couple weeks for them to call me back because they were getting like 200 calls a day or something and it took them a while to call me back because there was one person returning the phone calls and so I was like oh my goodness like is that how these sites are you know and not even to mention all the situations of these weird shady sites that were popping up you know taking government money and like kicking people out like onto the streets and stuff and like acting like they were like some kind of homeless support and then they ended up being like not really good and you know not really taking good care of the of the homeless populations and then sending them all to these weird shelters that were just like tents popped up all over in the city and then it's just like man like I've never seen anything like this um and you don't hear about any of this stuff like in the news like I don't really follow the news but it's like you would think that there would be some awareness that this is going on like I know we all see it with our own eyes like we see in cities and different places how the landscape has changed with people living in tents in different places or how hard it might be to get certain appointments depending on your insurance um how often the doctors aren't available how often certain nurses aren't available how often sites just don't call you back um how often sometimes you call sites and you just can't get through like these types of things weren't happening back in like 2019 and it's definitely hard to be, you know, working in mental health, dealing with a low pay rate. You know, if you're licensed, you're probably getting close to 60 to 80 something K a year, um, which is decent. If you're in San Diego, that's kind of like a more decent range to be making. But a lot of people who aren't licensed, they're still making close to like 50 K, which isn't really a lot, you know, considering that to get an average apartment, you know, $1,500 for, like, a studio, um, you know, closer to 2000 you know, between 1500 and, like, 1800 like, you're not really finding too much lower than that, than that rate, and the 50k is before, that's before taxes, before deductions, before, you save your money before you contribute to your retirement. It's before all your bills, before everything. So it's just, it just doesn't add up anymore, guys. And I don't know, I'm kind of on my way pretty much out, but like a slow exit. I'm not like rushing out the door. I'm kind of in progress of looking into options, um, you know, still trying to figure out what I, what I'm trying to get up to. Because uh, I wasn't really planning on necessarily dipping out of this field. Um, that wasn't really my game plan. 
but I already did know I was kind of aware of how draining things do get and I was pretty aware of it and I was a little skeptical skeptical even from the beginning of how long I could really sustain you know doing this kind of work you know I didn't fully you know know if I would stay in this field forever at the moment it's not really looking like something I really want to do um just doesn't add up fully for me it's just not you know the amount of stress and drain in my life and dealing with severity of issues on a regular basis for low pay and not even being able to kind of like live where I want or do what I want or pay the bills the way I want or like you know make different decisions the way that I want to it's just like you know what am I getting in return for all of this you know it kind of isn't you know, I thought about other people, I've thought about others, you know, I've cared for others, but then I also have to care for myself. And I do have to realize that, you know, I only get my one life too, as far as I know. And I don't want to burn out so early, you know, I'm not even 40 years old yet, you know, and I don't want to be like, not wanting to work, you know, or anything like that. And to top it off, you know, I did have COVID for like a, a week out of work. And like, so I did kind of have to waste like a week of, at least I was getting paid, but it's like I did have to waste a week of time off just to be able to, um, just to be able to kind of like keep up, you know, make sure that I'm not getting sicker and getting better and stuff like that. And, um, it's just kind of my experience. I mean, I don't, I don't discourage people from going into into the field like I have a friend like I was mentioning who's about to go into the field while I'm like trying to dip out of it but you know I think people don't really notice that it's not an easy field to work in um I mean it it, it can be it can be a great experience I've made some really close friends have really great colleagues, coworkers. You know, there are a couple management types that I was didn't really care much for, who I could tell kind of like a little bit had it in for me or just didn't understand how to like be around me and kind of had like maybe low opinions of me for whatever reason that may be. Um, but that wasn't the general, that wasn't the general kind of way I kind of noticed kind of a personality trend with certain types of people they don't really get along very well with like kind of passive types they kind of take it as like a weakness if you're like a vulnerable person and you're kind of more like authentic with things they kind of take that as like oh like you're not you know um a good worker or you're not you know you can easily be like stepped on and I can intimidate you kind of thing like I've had a couple like one supervisor that was like that in my first practicum and then um currently there's somebody that I still on a very rare occasions maybe once a year have to interact with somebody who's like that so but it's not like so often that it's like daily like there was like maybe eight to ten months with that first person and this person I've known them for like years like they like me enough that they've hired me but like they've also really totally gaslighted me about so many things that I'm just kind of like I don't even need to like be involved with this person but you know 
it's kind of like I'm using them for the job that they're giving me and they're using me for, you know, we make the money. So that's just kind of how it is, um, whatever at this point when it comes to that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, uh, that's kind of mostly what I have to say. It's, um, yeah, just that's my recent update, but thanks for listening. Thank you.